All right, we're going. Is it recording? It is. Good. This is Pam. I guess I can hear us tail out of my. This is Pam. And Whitney. <laughs> we're the witch source. And we're sitting out on the front porch drinking coffee and Mountain Dew. I'm the Mountain Dew girl. Whitney's the water coffee girl. Yep. Just putting that out there. So we just decided we'd record this little session of us, what we do when we're together. Ooh, we yeah. come out, out on the porch and we talk about what we're going to be doing. And like we've got a podcast coming up. We look get ready to record a podcast. Yep. And, We'll do it and research on in. And then, of course, another thing that comes up for us is family within our witch lifestyle. Mm. And the issues that our family faces and how we try to help them. Using magical techniques because not everybody is actually open to the craft and magic, you know, they don't necessarily agree with or want to dabble in, but we still use the magical techniques and properties and things that we know to be true and that work. So we share those tidbits with our family members that are going through stuff. Um, and when they listen, they get good results, but they don't realize that they're using magical properties as well. Right. And, uh, and we'll mention it back to them. Well, you did this. And you, for every action, there is a reaction. Yep, cause and effect. Cause and effect. And if you want good to come to you, you need to do good. If you right. want bad to come to you, then do all the bad you want to do. And, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that that's karma. I'm not saying that that is... Uh, it's simply cause and effect. That is a basic and true principle. Since in, the beginning. Yes. In, in this reality, in this world, you know, from the beginning of time, there's always been cause and effect. And so what witches do is they learn how to create the cause that will then give them the effect that they are desiring. And it starts, it all starts in your mind. You have to have your mind set right because if you're constantly focused on the negative, you're going to see nothing but negative in your life. That's going to be reflected to you. If you stay positive, now I'm not saying be stupidly optimistic. I'm not saying that. But if you focus on the positive, you'll start to see more positive in your reality because that's what's going to be reflected to you. Right. And I mean, it's hard. I'm 54 and it's hard to... You know, if you go down this road, what's going to happen? Because everybody that's gone down this road, a certain thing has happened every time to each individual. So if you see someone going down that road, you're going to say, if you go down this road, this is what's going to happen. Right. Because it's a learned lesson. Right. That everybody has to learn their own lesson. Right. Sometimes you can't prevent people from taking, you know, a certain path because they have to learn that lesson for themselves, you know. But you have the option. We all have the option to listen and pay attention and learn from the lesson of others, but there's always those people that have to learn it for themselves. And 
I'm still learning lessons. And it's reprogramming my brain to not let what happened to others and in their choices affect the choices I'm going to make in my magical life. Right. Um, we have so many people come to us, especially Whitney. She's so happy and so <laughs> forthright and so balanced in her thinking. Which took a long time to get to, but... And it does. And she doesn't... And uh, For example, she has one child, and she has the man she's with. Then she has family outside of that. Okay, I have three children, five grandchildren. I have a brother and a sister, then their children, and then my parents. She has the same, but she doesn't have any children that have children yet. Right. So I have all of their chaoticness where, you know, if you're a parent, mom, this is going on. Mom, I need, I need. Mom, can you? So you've got to learn to balance all of that and say, you know, you're an adult. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through. But why don't you step back, calm down, look at the situation, and breathe. Instead of, and she could tell you, my daughter called me yesterday. You're going to have to come home now. And I was like, uh, I'm not 18, passed out, passed my curfew. You're my child. I'm not your child. Right. So it's like. You know, you've got to find that balance. And then your kids have to find that balance. And the more you have around you, don't let their chaoticness and the things going on in their life affect your love, your happiness, your joy, the things that you want to go right in your life, or the goals that you're setting forth in your life and reaching and attaining and working toward don't let those outside influences derail sway you. you, derail you. Yeah. Stay your course. And you will start seeing, making that change, you will see more positive come to you. Things will flow to you more easily. The Your life, you need to realize it's not your life, your personal life that's chaotic. It's the people around you that's bringing their chaoticness to you. And it's all in how you perceive things because I think people get stuck in the spiral of the moment when, you know, if you take that breath and you step back and you look at everything as a whole, you know, you can start to see the solutions to the problem instead of being stuck in the problem. And it takes time and practice to realize that and to start to uh, pay attention to it. And then I think the other thing people face is when they start making the choice to live for them, they're, you know, sometimes they're faced with guilt or guilt trip placed on, on you from other people. And so you have to decide if you are going to accept that or not. It's your choice. I learned a long time ago, I, I have some family members uh, that like to manipulate through guilt trips and 
you know, get emotional to try to manipulate. And I started realizing what was going on. And now I don't feel guilty. You know, it's something that I learned that people were being able to manipulate me through guilt. And so I eliminated guilt from my consciousness. It does not exist. Now, if it's something me personally that I'm doing, like I don't do things that are wrong or bad because that's my own guilt, right? So that's what keeps me from doing those things. So I just don't. But when other people try to manipulate me with guilt, I'm like, you know what? You're trying to sell me this guilt trip and I'm not buying it. Right. And that's when you have to, we all live in that moment, especially when there's confrontation or there's a sly remark made. Number one, we either get angry or we're hurt. Right. But we don't stop to think, okay, why did they do that? Right. We never take that second to ponder anything. Right. We automatically come back in retaliation or uh, we cry, we got our feelings hurt, and we need to realize they are not worth your tears. Right. It's building up that armor to where you are protecting yourself from these things. And it takes time to learn to keep your armor in place so that you're not manipulated in that way. So that when people try to bring these things to you, it bounces off your armor. It doesn't affect you. And you can say, you know what? I understand you are dealing with this situation and I can offer advice, but I can't fix it for you. And I'm not going to take this problem on. And you need to remain in that calmness and not become so shielded and armored that you become aggressive with your protection of yourself. Right, right. It's a balance. It's a balance that is done every day that has to be maintained every day. And each situation is different. Well, and each person is different. Like, it's easier for me to put my armor up and shield myself and be able to step back and offer advice to other family members, I'm less effective with that when it comes to my partner because we are so closely connected. When his energy goes sideways, it really does affect me very strongly. And so that is something I'm still learning of, okay, how can I keep my energy in check, keep my emotions balanced so that I can just hold space for his highest and best, for that to come back into play. So it's a balance. It's harder with him for me, but with other people, other family members, it's it's not as it's not as hard. You know, I, I'm a lot I'm a lot more balanced when it comes to them of setting those boundaries. And boundaries are so important. That is a part of your armor. And it's harder to set boundaries with family. Than it is friends, I believe. Sometimes, you know, you still have hard boundaries with friends, but with family, there's the, and I deal with this, if I don't help my daughter with my grandson, what are my other family members going to say about me not helping her with him? Right. She's not a good mother not helping her daughter. Right. Why didn't she help? And I need to learn, you know, that's their opinion and it really doesn't matter. Right, and so that's just adding one more uh, layer to your armor when you can start to let go of 
the guilt and judgment that is coming from other people. Wrong. That's adding another layer of your armor, but it takes time to integrate that and to learn it and to accept that to where you're again, not allowing yourself to buy into their judgments. And realize, don't take it personal. Right. Facebook is the worst place for, I could post something on Facebook and every one of my friends can read it and the instant thought in every one of their minds, is she talking about me? Right, which automatically tells you there's something going on with them. If you're reading something on Facebook and you feel triggered or you feel like it's directed at you, take pause. Like, why do you feel that way? What's going on within you that needs to be healed that you're being triggered by this and feel like it is being said about you? You right. know, and then when you heal that, you're no longer triggered by it. And what other people are saying or posting or what have you, you're just like, oh, okay. And you keep scrolling because it's not about you. There's right. something going on within them right. that they made that post. Right. So, you know, you just got to keep scrolling and realize they're dealing with something. And it's not about you. Because years ago, I would make a post about something. I would read something and I would like, ah, oh, that might help somebody that I know. Right. Well, then it wouldn't be 10 minutes later, I'm getting messages, private messages. Are you Okay. Did you post that about me? Did I do something to hurt your feelings? Did I say something to you to upset you? And it's like, wow. No, I just made this post because I thought it would help someone. Right. And you're like, it, you don't realize the keyboard is powerful. Right. It really is. I mean, you know, and people, it's so easy for people nowadays to just post all this stuff. And say things that they would not say to somebody's face. Right. Because they don't want to deal with the confrontation face-to-face. -face. They'd rather deal with it behind the keyboard because people feel so much more confident when they have that screen as a buffer right. between them and the other person. But ultimately, like I was saying, when it comes down to if you're feeling triggered by something that you're seeing, that's an opportunity for you to heal and do some shadow work and pay attention to what is it that's making you have a reaction. Now, define shadow work for people. Okay, so shadow work is the parts of ourselves that we don't want to pay attention to. It's those dark emotions, those dark thoughts, those dark feelings. It's the shadow area of ourselves where we hide our traumas and dramas and the unhealed things. So it's that place where you shove things you don't want to look at. They're not in the light. They're not brought to light because you don't want to see them in the light. So it's that place within you that you just keep shoving and ignoring. That is the shadows part of yourself. And that is the part where you go in and you do the shadow work and you start shining light on those areas. And as you start shining the light on those areas, they start to come up. And then they're there so that you can look at them and heal them. And then they leave you. You heal it. When you heal it, it's not there anymore. And that shadow work goes very deep and it's very layered. And you'll find as you start digging in, you'll get one layer off and another layer will come up. And you get that layer off and another layer will come up. But as you keep digging, 
and getting rid of the stuff that you're no longer holding onto and hiding, the freer you become, the lighter you become, the happier you become because you've dealt with your shit and you're not just pretending like it doesn't exist anymore. And it doesn't hurt. Right. Because it pretending does. Pretending like it doesn't hurt. Yeah. And once you face that hurt, the reality that that did hurt, that bothered me very much, but yeah. that happened here. Right. I, I need to let that go and fill that darkness with love and light. Yes. And compassion for myself. Right. Right. And you're, you'll feel that shift. People will feel the shift. Yes. Your attitudes change. Your your energy is different. You're happier. You What, what are you doing? Right. What, what's going on? Right. And you're making yourself more available to your own good by, right. by clearing out the space um, where you're holding and hiding things. So when I, when I talk about when I'm reading cards and I talk about the big shift, what that's what I'm referring to. It's the shift in your consciousness. It's the shift in your perception. It's the shift in your energy and, and healing. So when you're healing things, you are shifting the energy around it. So a, a, a thing that once held pain and hurt for you you go and you shine the light on it so that you are shifting the energy away from pain and hurt to compassion, forgiveness for yourself and others. And then you're sending love energy and it shifts that pain and hurt so that if it ever even comes up again or if it's brought to you by somebody else, you know, you've already shifted the energy, so you don't react the same. You don't feel the same about it anymore, and people can't take you to that place anymore. You're not triggered by that event. Exactly. So, you know, when you have people that remember your old self that maybe wasn't your highest and best, and they bring up, you know, these things about yourself and the past and the things you've done, you know, you've shifted the uh, energy there. So that, you know, when these people try to drag you back down to being the old you, it doesn't work because it's not buried within you anymore. You've already released it. It's gone. And you should say, you know, uh, that was like 15, 10, 9, 8, whatever years ago. I'm sorry you still carry that with you because it means nothing to me now. Right. Well, and that's like, okay, example. I used to be, you know, in my early 20s, I used to be a very selfish selfish person. And that came out of self-preservation of having to take care of myself, look out for me because nobody else was looking out for me. So, yes, it became all about me. But that energy was projected in front of me. And so people were feeling that energy around me. And so the example is like, you know, my sister, you know, she loves me very much and I love her too, but she didn't like to be around me because it was always all about me. And when I started doing my healing work and my shifting work, she said to me one day, you've really changed. She said, I really enjoy being around you now. I enjoy talking with you. I enjoy spending time with you. You've just changed. You're a totally different person. Now, Right there in that moment was an opportunity for me to be triggered and hurt and upset 
and become defensive, but I didn't because I had done the healing work and I was able to say, you're right. Thank you. I appreciate that you have seen this change in me, right? So that's, that's the difference. That's what doing the healing work and facing, facing that shadow side does. You know, it, it makes you have a different perception. And even now, like when my sister brings up stuff from the past, just in conversation, you know, I can say, oh yeah, you were right. Yeah. Oh, I was totally feeling that way. I was totally acting that way and I can accept it. I'm no longer defensive about it. I own that part of me that I didn't love because I ultimately comes back to, I had so much lack of self love. That's what it really came boils down to. But now that I've healed that and I accept all of myself, including all of my shadow parts, when it comes up in conversation, I can accept it. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I was a terrible person, but I've worked really hard to not be anymore, you know? So I don't get that, that trigger anymore. Right. And it's hard work. It is. Very hard work. It's and emotional. It's, uh, and, and I mean, it is a daily taking a look at yourself. Yep. Reevaluation. What are your triggers? What what sets you off? Digging deep, working through the layers. Yes. And getting healing for yourself. And it's becoming very aware. I know we talked about this in the in the tea party in the group the other night. Uh, it's about being very aware of your thoughts of your energy it's learning how to separate who you really are which is a part of source you are a being with light source within you that can never be removed or taken from you you have that connection with source at all times that's who you truly are and it's being able to step back and say okay there is a higher part of me and i'm going to separate myself right now from these spiraling thoughts or this you know chaotic or sad energy negative. or this angry energy or this negative energy, I'm going to hit pause. I'm going to separate myself from what's going on, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling so that I can then bring in the energy I need to, to shift, to heal, you know, and fix whatever's going on so that I can get back into the vibration that I want to be in, that I want to stay in, that I want to live in, which for me, I say is that magical energy it's that magical space um you know that's where i want to be and so you know it's a matter of taking pause and stepping back and saying this is not what i want to be feeling right now this is not what i want to be thinking right now how do i get myself back in alignment with my magical vibration and i have found i especially with my daughter uh, she'll come aggressive at me a lot and I'll go stop let's take a second breathe yep and she'll just look at me like I've lost my mind <laughs> right because I've cut her off right stop take a second breathe in now start over calmly right so I can better understand what you want Right. Well, I've done throw that curve in. The aggression is gone out of her. She's nine times out of ten forgot what she was coming at me at. 
And then it's like, well, okay, what? And I'd be like, I just can't handle Raheem right now, my grandson. He, he's just crying. I can't do it. And I said, okay, well, you know what? Give me a second. Let me do this, and I'll watch him. Right. It's and, you hitting that pause button for her. Right. Sometimes you, if you're in a full-blown argument with your spouse, a friend, you go, you know what? Pause a minute. That's going to throw everything off. Right. That's going to direct every it's ounce. It's a hard reset you did. You just went, whoa. And I mean, literally, raise your hand. Stop a minute. Let's pause a second. Right. Let's breathe. Right. And they may keep going. They may, you know, they may not stop. And that's okay. You've taken the pause that you need. Right. Just let them keep going. Go pause, stop, breathe. Let them continue. Don't interact with what they're doing. Don't buy into the energy. Don't buy into it and say, okay, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to need to take a moment to think about this conversation. Yes. And then walk away. What you've done is you've made them step back, whether you know it or not, they're stepping back, and they're thinking about every single word they said. Right. What did I just say that caused this to happen? They've never behaved this way before. Oh, my. What did I say? How did I behave? Did I say more than I should have? I should have said it this way. Right. And I'm telling you, you taking that pause and walking away, what's going to happen? Within 10 minutes, they're coming back to you. I'm sorry I, I was aggressive like that. I was angry because of this or I was upset because of this. And I, I took it too far. And you say, I understand. That's why I had to step away because I didn't want to reach the level you had reached. Right. So, now can we talk about it calmly? Right. And once you start this, you have to continue to do it. You cannot do it just that one time. Anytime it happens. Let's stop a second. Let's take a breather. And you throw everything a left hook. Right. And they don't even realize it. Right. And that, like you said, it resets. It's like, poof, stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where becoming aware of the energies, not only within, but without. What right. is going on around you? How do you create the pause? How do you create the space to allow in the right kind of energy, the helpful energy? Because I've seen, I've come across people that have so much negative energy, I can get, especially in a store, I can walk by them and you could feel yep. the negativity and they don't look like they angry or they don't look like they're mad or right. they don't but you just feel and you're like, ooh, they're not not in a good place right so imagine how a loved one or a family member that come at you in a negative way you're gonna feel that energy being pushed at you yep and thrown at you and that's when you need to say okay stop a minute right because you don't want to start taking that energy within you. Right. Because that's when you become like them. Right. 
and you don't want to take that on. So what happens is if you don't put up that barrier, you know, if you don't put a pause on that energy coming at you, you start to match their vibration. Right. You start to match their energy. So then you get just as upset or just as angry and you start to feed on what they're putting out and you match their vibration where if you can maintain the energy and the vibration of calm peace you know if you can put up that barrier what happens is eventually they will raise to match your vibration and come up to a place of calm and peace and they're able to then start perceiving things differently and it's just pausing that's the when you're in a heated argument you don't care to pause you don't you're going to get your point across as much as they're getting their point across right and it's, it's all about i'm right you're wrong or, or i'm you know no 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 what you gotta say is you know stop let's just stop right breathe and i've been doing that for a long time now and it does it redirects the whole energy it redirects the dynamics of the conversation and it helps their energy shift as well right right so start practicing that and see if that don't work if you're confronted by a family member and you and to you it may not be important it may not be that big of a deal but evidently to them it is it is so you don't want to take away from the importance of the fact from them right it's holding space to honor what they're feeling but at the same time not going to their level not matching their vibration you holding the vibration space where they can feel seen and heard because you know when you're in that space of i need to be seen and heard you want the same thing you want the opportunity to be seen and heard so it's still allowing them to be seen and heard but just not giving into that energy so that when that has flowed through them and flowed out of them, they can then take that breath and pause because you've held the space for them to have that moment. And then everything can be approached from the highest and best, from the higher vibration, and things can get resolved a lot quicker and a lot easier. I agree. And I think a lot of uh, witches or spiritualists, they have those family issues. Right. So, I think if y'all enjoyed this conversation and you find that it was helpful, please let us know. And if you want more of this type of conversation from us and help in family matters as far as the vibrations and the balancing, let us know. We will be more than happy to help in any way that we can. Yeah, yeah. You're not alone. No, no. And, you know, the more that um, questions are shared... And we can, like, you know, provide our our insight and our way of looking at things. It can help other people, too. And ultimately, it's up to you. You know, if it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine, too. Like, we're not trying to convince anybody of anything. We're just presenting our beliefs and our views. And if that's something that resonates with you, you know. And, and what works for us, what we have found yeah, magically works for us in being a leading a happier life than we were in the past right right and it's using that discernment of does this feel right does this feel true for me 
or not. And you can do that with any and all information, especially on a magical path, because there's so much information out there. You have to really start paying attention and discerning, you know, what fits, what doesn't fit, you know, because at the end of the day, it's you. It's not somebody else living your life and feeling and experiencing what you're feeling. So it's, it's all about discerning what information is valuable to you, has, okay. has worth to you. And you know, it's yes. that instinct. You know, well, this just doesn't sound right. Right. Or this sounds good. And also understand, when you're getting information from anywhere, even us, you're getting our magic knowledge. You're learning. But you're magical yourself. So when you read a spell, for example, mm-hmm. and it calls for lavender and clove and dirt, certain oils or uh, certain items to be used, you can do that spell. But your intentions mm-hmm. are what make the spell work. Your energy. Your energy. So you don't need those ingredients. They help you. They they give you a source to look at and see what you're doing. Right. But if I wanted to do a spell work on love, yes, roses, yes, certain things, but I don't need them to do the spell work. No. Because I'm the magic. Right. Right. And so, you know, when we're, when we, for example, are crafting things, when we're making um, our spell candles and such, you'll notice we don't put those items out there as spell candles. Everything is listed as magical empowerment because we are just giving you the empowerment that you need because ultimately it is your spell work. So that's that's the difference with what we create versus maybe what you see other people putting out there of buy the spell candle and this will happen. No. No. We are presenting you with something that is for your magical empowerment that ultimately it's your intention and your energy that's going to make it work. You know, we put our energy and our intention and we in, we invoke and we we do our ritual with the items that we create, but we always put in the intention that what we are doing amplifies your magic and your intention because that's what matters. That's what makes it powerful. And the items that we use, that we pull in for their magical properties and their energy, it's for, a, that's what it's for. Right. Their properties, their energy, you know, what vibration are these things carrying that can help amplify. So that's why we package things the way we do and that's why we put things together the way we do is all for the magical intention and that's it. You'll notice a lot of our candles are either unscented or lightly scented. Well, if they're lightly scented, our candles are not meant to fill your home with fragrance. We purposely and intentionally put in the scents, the oils for their magical properties, not for the scent. So, you know, it's all about how you create and craft and we create and craft with the intention of empowering you. And that's why it's always labeled magical empowerment. Right. I think that's a good explanation. I mean, that needed to be yeah. known because a lot of people 
do buy. I need a love spell candle. I need a money-making candle. You know, and we do have our empowerment for those, the candles for those. Right. But I've seen a lot that call for like eight or ten items to be able to cast that spell. When You don't need all that to do it. Right. You know. So, remember, you're the magic. The yeah. items have magical properties, but you are the magic. You are the magic. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to end right here. Thank you for listening. Love and light. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Whitney. If you enjoyed this episode... Uh, please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are using to listen to the podcast. And if you're able to, please leave a review so that other people can find us as well. We do appreciate you. Don't forget, we're also on YouTube. Um, you can subscribe to us there. We would love that. And be sure to check us out on Facebook. Just look for The Witch Source. We're also on Instagram, um, on Pinterest. Yeah, anywhere, you know, that is social media. Oh, yeah, Twitter. <laughs> We're all that would do. Anyway, uh, please connect with us. Send us an email. Let us know what you guys uh, want us to talk about and share. Uh, the email is thewitchsource at gmail.com. And you can find out um, a lot more things and check out our website for products and the podcast and all kinds of stuff. Um, but that is thewitchsource.com. See you guys there.